impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Warner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for reaching millions of people, whether you are online, live, in person, or somewhere else in the world. This show is all about how to get your message out and fix challenges in your life. Uh, today, I have an amazing episode. If you are a guy, you are going to sit up and listen. We're going to talk about how relationships can go sideways, how you end up in arguments where you feel wrong and the other person feels wrong and your relationship falls apart. If you've ever thought women might be slightly crazy, let's be honest, we've all had that thought somewhere in our mind. You are going to want to sit up and listen. Today, we have Zach on the show. Zach, welcome. How are you? Um, excellent. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm pretty excited for this one. I grew up with three sisters and I got to see firsthand like kind of how things go behind the scenes uh, at a young age. So when I got into relationships, I kind of knew what to expect a little bit. But I still, to be honest, have struggled with this, right? Because guys are definitely logic brained, like we're like A plus B equals C. And sometimes it doesn't always end up like that. But I want to know like how you got to where you are being a relationship coach work through this, helping guys understand it. Where did this all start for you? Gotcha. Now, I can, uh, I can appreciate that. I grew up with uh, two sisters as well. So the background is similar. So where it started with me is um, really, I can think back, I can go back into high school where I was reading like, you know, Cosmopolitan or 17 magazine and that kind of a thing. I was reading the girls magazines because I wanted to know what was going on on the opposite side. I figured if I wanted to be a good partner, I wanted to know what the opposite sex was being programmed with what was going on in their head. Um, so that's kind of like the very, the beginning, the genesis of it. And then, you know, I've got later on in life, I got married, went through a divorce and that set the stage for me to kind of like really start to look inward to myself, um, through a slow kind of painful process. Um, and then as I went through that more, just kind of self-development type of uh, route, um, I just became more and more aware of like, um, of different dynamics between, um, between people. And just recently, uh, I came into an awareness that like my background is, it was in it for 24 years. And there's a same mental faculty that I was employing in my relationships that made me good at it as well. It's just like how I would pay attention to certain details. While I may not have always shown up the best in my relationships, um, there was a certain way that I observed things that made me present with my partner. So I felt like I knew them really well, even if I wasn't showing up my best. So um, that kind of zigzags through like where it landed me uh, right now is that over the last year, I've definitely come into more awareness um, about where, kind of, where I believe a lot of conflict originates from in relationships and wanting to work with men uh, to like help them reduce that level of conflict, increase the, the amount of fun. So, yeah. Awesome. I mean, who doesn't want less conflict and more fun? Right. One of uh, a question that I always had, and 
I would love your thoughts on is does does a good relationship have to have some amount of conflict, right? Because we're never going to see eye to eye on everything, regardless of how much I love or care about somebody or right, but we're we're mm-hmm. still not going to see eye to eye. So there to me, there has to be conflict, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be painful conflict, is my take on it. Do you agree with that? Disagree? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're never going to like remove conflict entirely. That's true. So that's not necessarily my objective with things, but I guess I should frame it in the way that I call it unnecessary conflict. So it's the type of conflict where like um, certain fights happen that could last like hours or days or weeks or months, depending that lead to like resentment. And that's really just rooted in a misunderstanding of what's going on. Um, that's really like where I like to go with it. Otherwise, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be conflict and tussles between the two um, in, in any relationship. Sure. Well, I mean, I think I can only speak for myself, but again, I'd love your feedback. Like my thought has always been, it's better to have an honest, open discussion when something isn't how I see it or how you see it or how it should be. Like, it's better to just get that stuff out than let it in and fester, right? If we just have a quick discussion about it, it may not be the most fun discussion because it's it's on something that we don't see eye to eye on, but then we'll figure it out and we'll move on rather than having like resentment breed, right? Because over over time, that's what happens. A little, little pinprick here, a little bit there. Um, do you agree? Like, is that, is that kind of where you're going? Yeah, for sure. Um, and part of that open discussion, the thing that I like to go with, and I like to the fact that uh, you, you mentioned earlier that we're, that as men were logical and, and you used like even mathematics is like a, a way to illustrate that. Cause where I go with like, what I like to talk about is that there are principles at play between men and women or the masculine and feminine energies. And when I approach men with that, that's where I like to come from. I'm like, and I don't like to say like, even coaching can be like a word that turns men off or, or like, you know, the self-help idea or like uh, therapy, any of those kind of words, like men have an aversion to. So I really like to just say like to bring things into awareness, people's awareness. Uh, and then I like to say that there's principles at play. So in this regard, I liken it to like mathematics where it's like, we didn't know that two plus two equaled four until somebody made us aware of that fact and showed us the principles at play that made that the truth, you know, and, um, or constructing a sentence, you know, like until we became aware of how to do so. So the same thing with these types of principles with, uh, between the feminine masculine and feminine energies that there's principles at play. And once we become aware of them, then we're able to actually like work to, gain that level of understanding and awareness. So that way, when we have these discussions with our partner, uh, it's coming from a place where it gives us a better opportunity or a better chance to like come from a better understanding to reduce the conflict and not just have a conversation that might not, even though we said we had it, it may not really lead to any type of resolution that feels satisfying on either side. So. So walk me through what some of these what like what are the principles what walk me through what that looks like because to me it's just let's have a conversation but i'd love to hear like principles and like what what are you bringing to awareness for what do you think most guys are blind to maybe that's a better way to phrase that yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah like uh with some of the questions that i asked you know like you mentioned in the intro like about um a lot of times when men 
are in a relationship or even not, you know, when they see a woman or the feminine express itself uh, with like some emotional, you know, passion or power, it can feel very antagonizing or threatening, you know, to us. And that's where the phrase is like, you need to calm down or like, oh, she's acting crazy. You know, these types of things um, kind of are born out of that idea. And the way that I see it is that the reason we as men come out with those types of phrases is because we don't truly understand what's being experienced, you know, because we don't understand the principles. We're not really modeled it, you know, not by no fault of our own. You know, we just weren't, we're, we're not modeled it in our culture. Our fathers weren't modeled it, you know, it's been passed down. So it's no, not blaming anybody. And I'm not saying anybody's dumb for not knowing these things. I'm just saying just this, how it, how it's, how we've come to be. Um, so what it looks like really is, um, and I do want to back up real quick and say that we all embody the masculine and feminine energy. So this is not gender based. So like when I say feminine, this isn't just women, uh, men embody the feminine energy as well. So each individual, regardless of gender embodies both principles, the masculine and feminine, that, that's an important piece to, to recognize. So an aspect of the, or a quality of the feminine is to express itself, right? Just to be seen and to be heard. And there's a couple of times I've worked with men where they're like, I'm not sure I actually embody feminine qualities, you know, like that doesn't, they kind of feel a little alienated by it. And so I say, well, have you ever gotten angry? Have you ever raised your voice? Have you ever kind of like gotten animated, you know, like maybe pounded your fist on something like you've been, you've been pissed off. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, when you're expressing that, that's a feminine quality because you want to be seen, you want to be heard. When we're all angry, when we're upset, when we get a little emotional about something and we want to express that, that's a feminine attribute. That's a feminine quality. That's feminine energy. We're expressing that. We want to be seen and we want to be heard. So the flip side of that, the masculine energy is to be silent and calm and to create the container or the stage for that expression to take place without any judgment, without any like being moved by what's being expressed um, and to create a safe place for that expression to take place. So a way that I like to give the imagery of this is like uh, two different ways. One is like the sky, right? The sky sees clouds come and go. It might be a calm day, might be a sunny day, no clouds, might be a very stormy day, might be a hurricane. So the sky is the masculine energy. It doesn't have any judgment about what it's witnessing. It just contains the space for all of that to happen. The clouds can come, they can go, whatever it may be. And the, and the storms or the clouds and all of that expression is the feminine energy. Or another way to view it is like the ocean where it's maybe calm, might be stormy, whatever. That's the feminine expression. And then the world that contains like the boundaries of that ocean that contains the space for that to happen is, a, is an expression of the masculine energy. So hopefully that gives you some, some imagery to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that is a pretty good description. So how does this apply to conflict? Yeah. How does this, because where do most, I think what, I'm going to let you take that. I have my ideas on it, but I want to, you're the expert. So let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the way, um, the way that I've seen it and I've experienced this as well, uh, and I've seen it between other, you know, couples and things like that is, um, you know, a lot of times what it looks like, uh, is say you're having a conversation. I've seen it with it fairly recently where conversation was had, um, the male in the partnership um, with his with his wife said something that brought up an emotional response to the wife, and so she came back with a, like an emotional response. But it wasn't an attacking thing. She was just expressing her 
what he had brought up and it wasn't anything antagonizing her. It was just kind of like a, it was almost like a nonchalant conversation where it was just kind of like in passing be like, Oh, Hey, so, so-and-so is, you know, this event is happening and I got invited and whatever. And so the wife, you know, had this emotional response because it brought something up in her. And so when she was expressing that, um, the husband felt attacked, felt like it was that he was targeted by that emotional response where that really wasn't the case. All she was doing is just expressing herself. And like, he happened to be the one present to witness that expression. So again, no fault of his own, but because he was unaware of what was happening, um, he had the normal response that I believe that we're just kind of taught. And, and since we don't have the awareness, we respond naturally this way of like, Oh, hold on a minute. Like, why, why is this, why are you, why are you coming at me with this energy, you know? And that led to a couple of hours of like her being angry at him because he wasn't containing, he wasn't providing the safe place. He was re reacting. He was reacting to that. So in this regard, we're having like two people in the feminine energy, like where the wife wanted to respond. She wanted to be seen and heard because something came up and the, the husband also was responding because he was feeling attacked. And so now we've got two, people in their feminine energy clashing. It's like two storm clouds hitting together and it's just creating a bigger fight when it's really unnecessary to do so because now this is a practice, like you're not gonna be able to just flip this on and off, but if you can become aware of these principles and in the try to be in the moment and be like, okay, my partner just needs to express themselves. Like I need to just be observant and not respond. Um, had he done that, then she could have run through her expression and then he would have had his turn to be able to respond because again, we both engender these principles. So each partner is going to be able to take turns being in their masculine and feminine. The wife can definitely step at her masculine and create the container for the husband to have his emotional response. You just got to take turns doing so. Otherwise, if you're both in the same principle or the same energy, it just creates clashes. Um, so that's one example of, of kind of what this looks like. And, and the, a way to reduce that conflict is to understand the principles and play with them that way. Cause she did mention later, she's like, had he just, it took him a couple of hours to come back and say, Oh, I see your point. And like to calm himself down and just like acknowledge her and see her. And she was like, if he had just done that from the beginning, she's like, it would have just totally like wiped this whole thing out. Um, and on my own podcast, I had, uh, I interviewed a woman who has a, an annual conversation with her husband and she does all of these things. And then she has to have the conversation with the woman and had her, if her husband were to do these things, it would ultimately resolve the conflict in and of itself. And I don't want to go on too long with that, but that's another expression of masculine and feminine. And I can, I can dig in deeper on that particular example, if you'd like, but yeah. Well, I want to go back. What I, I don't know if you guys can hear the siren. Uh, the, my condo is next to the hospital. So you hear that. I apologize. The, um, okay. So what I want to ask is you, you talked about personal development leading to this. Mm -hmm. And I think what I, what I hear you saying, the underlying principle behind why that guy got mad was because he took it personally right? Mm -hmm. He took what the wife was doing personally, instead of realizing it's just her expressing something. And I just need like, I just need to hang out and listen, right? I mean, it's, is that is that where what best practice is? Like, how does the guy because I can also hear other guys saying, well, she shouldn't be saying that because it is an attack. 
and she's saying it's not at all. So how do you when how do you recommend that a guy in that situation defuse it and not take it personally? How do you have him look at it differently? Yeah. So um I would say that like um I mean depending on the situation and what's being spoken about like in this particular instance like um it wasn't it wasn't um, an attack directed at him. It was about like, it was just an inflaring of the emotion of the situation. Now there's definitely going to be times where things can happen and it's going to be pointed and it will be like directed at, at you as an individual. I've had that experience as well. Um, the principle remains the same uh, because like really what, what they're, what the feminine, um, is really looking for is to be, is to be safe, you know, to be seen, to be heard and to feel safe. And all of that comes from the masculine, not, not responding. So even if it is an attack and you're taking, and it feels personal, the best thing to do, honestly, is to just allow that to allow that to express itself. It's not to say that you don't feel it. Okay. It's not to say that you just lay down and take it. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like in the moment, you got to let that storm play itself out. And then from after that has done, then you can better evaluate like where you're at. You've let the full expression play itself out. It's kind of like when my kids ask me like in like in the middle of a movie, like what's going on or like, I'm just like, you've got to watch the whole film. Like a lot of your questions are going to be answered. So sometimes as you're feeling something as the feminine is, is, is expressing itself, like some of those answers or some of those attacks, some of those pricks that you're feeling will be explained or you'll come to an awareness as the expression is playing itself out. And not, not that it will, not all the answers will come necessarily, but let it run its course. And then once it's happened, then from that place, you can respond in a more effective manner. You know, like to me, that'll be like a, the, the switching of the sides again, you know, like where, again, I think really both people, should to make it a balanced easier way to play is if both people are aware of the principles going on and agree to be like i held this space for you so you could express that and i've got a lot of things to say in response to that now that it's my turn i need you to hold the space for me and i and i think that's just a healthier way to have those conversations like you were speaking about earlier because you're right you don't want to just like sweep things under the rug but to have like effective communication, I believe these are, are definitely pieces. These principles are good pieces to have as part, like this awareness is a good part of having those healthy conversations, being able to switch the roles. Um, but so to answer your question, just, just go ahead and ride the storm out, you know? Yeah. And I know that's it. Trust me, that's easier said than done. I've been in that situation even just recently. And I'm going to tell you it's, it's a practice. <laughs> okay. So I want to, I have two things to say, but I'll start with, I want to play the devil's advocate a little bit because I think there are a lot of guys that would say there's no way, like it's one thing if she's expressing an emotion about something else, mm -hmm. but when I get personally attacked, mm -hmm. like there's no way I'm letting that stand. Right. Like, I mean, as dudes, what do we do? We fight. Mm -hmm. Like that's our, 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 the masculine response is you threaten me. Now it's on. Right. right. Like most guys aren't going to back down. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying like instinctually that's what's going to happen, right? Like we're like, you just attacked me. What is, I want to know if you have a tactic to defuse that in the moment, because I, I think I agree with you. Um, it, it doesn't, what I would say 
is it doesn't have to be, I don't have to attack back right now. I can, I can understand that I need to hold this space for you. I need to let you get through what you're going through because all I'm going to do is throw more fuel on the fire. And like, we're going to have those storm clouds fighting, right. That you're talking about, we're just going to be going at it, which doesn't, doesn't serve anyone. But I think guys, a lot of guys talking are like, Oh, hell no. Like my ego, like I am, you're not going to talk to me that way. We're not going to fight about this. Like, you're not going to call me names. How do you, what, what would be your words of advice to a guy that gets triggered that way? Yeah. The first thing, um, is, uh, is definitely like, uh, I don't want anybody to think that they need to take like self-abuse or be abused in any way. Um, so even like I said, just recently, I've had similar experiences like with my own partner, even just last night where there was a conversation that went sideways unexpectedly. Right. So I've had, and I didn't, wasn't being directly attacked. Um, but I also wasn't being seen or heard or interpreted the way that I wanted to be. So it's similar in some regards. So my thing is, is hold the space while you can without responding, you know, and, and without attacking back. Uh, and then at some point, if like you're, it's not really, if you're kind of at capacity, so to speak, then it's quite all right to just be like, you know, um, like I got to, I gotta, I gotta go. Like I gotta, the conversation, we have to take like a break or a pause or like, I can't, I'm not available for this conversation right now. And that's okay on both sides, you know, because that's just a form of like self-care and in, in my opinion. So like everybody's going to know their limit um, because at some point, you know, a levy could break and you'd be like, look, now I'm no longer able to <laughs> maintain this space for you. And I, I I'm going to respond. Um, so I think there's a level of that as well, just be, having it be okay, you know, that that's a healthy thing to do in a relationship to be like, look, like we're, you're charged and I'm allowing you to express yourself. I'm becoming really fucking charged and like, I want to hold this right. space for you. Um, but now I can't. Uh, and just, I think just allowing that to be a respect thing. And that, that could be, that could be tenuous. I can appreciate that. Cause like I said last night, like I, I had to excuse myself in the conversation. I'm like, I am. Um, I'm going to go because this isn't, this isn't serving either one of us. And then I went to sleep, came up the next morning, left a message and um, you know, that kind of thing where I was able to express like where I was at, you know, because I just wasn't being received, you know, the way that I needed to. Um, so it's not going to be clean, you know, necessarily like these things are going to be messy. It's just the awareness of the principles that at play that I think will, will help. So all of the feelings that people have are going to be completely valid on both sides. I'm certainly not asking guys to be like, to like not have their emotions come up or be like, what are you talking about? Why are they, why are you attacking me? And that's not cool. Like that's, that's okay. You know, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just about trying to allow that space for the expression to happen, hold it as best you can. And then if you reach your limit, it's okay to, it's okay to remove yourself until you can come back. You know, it's kind of like when the bell rings in a ring, you know, you go back to your corners, you come back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So what I hear you saying is that it really comes down to effective communication mm -hmm. and, and some sympathy, right? Like mm -hmm. understand that the other person, it, nine times out of 10, I don't think either person in a relationship wants to actually attack the other person. Mm -hmm. They might feel something they might, they, we feel hurt or we th feel threatened. So then we, some like, especially if you're not practiced at effective communication, you lash out, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not practiced at like thinking through it. And I can definitely appreciate that. I think women are more emotional than men 
And I think that's part of feminine energy, which is not a bad thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's good. I think, I think, I think opposites attract in that where guys we're good at, we want things calm. We want like the calm ocean. We want like a clear path to do something. And like, we focus on one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters would always say that I had boxes in my head. I'm working on this box right now. And that's what's happening. And they're like, they growing up and like most of the women that I've dated, like they have 9,000 things going on in their head at once. Somehow guys can't function that way. Like most guys, if we tried to do that, we would just melt down into a pool and nothing would happen. Um, And, but I think as part of that is they have a lot more emotions. Like they're running a lot hotter emotion wise, right? Guys, we want no emotion so that we can just get it done. Um, And having, having those two sides play out in, in relationships is it causes tension. Um, but I think effective communication, the, I want to know if you have any tips that leads to the question, do you have any tips for effective communication of what do you do? Like if you're, if you're the guy and the woman is being expressive, right. And you're Mm -hmm. giving her that place, what can you do to help maybe move that along or help be supportive? Right. Because that's really, at the end of the day, a healthy relationship is I'm going to support you and you're going to support me. And together we're going to be better than, better than uh, we are single, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be better as a sum. So how do you, how do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I think, um, I think with, uh, with one of the biggest things, you know, just because like we are guys and we do like to, uh, we have, we see a problem and we want to fix it, you know, like it's the, it's the thing, right? Um, and so with, with this particular kind of thing, with these types of principles, you know, and you can ask women, they've talked about it before. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've heard it as well. A lot of times women aren't looking when they come to you with something or when they come to their partner, um, they're not looking for a solution. You know, they're not like, Hey, I've got this problem and I need you to fix it. So they're not really looking for advice. And most of the time when that happens, it even kind of just pisses them off even more where it's just kind of like, you're not, you're not really seeing me and hearing me for a lot of want. You're, you're just, you're trying to fix something. And I didn't even ask you for that. So you're just kind of giving unsolicited um, advice when they're really just looking for somebody to be the sounding board. They just want a space to like feel seen and heard and to like feel safe to express that. And then once they, once that expression plays itself out, they'll go along and it may not even be a problem anymore. They just wanted to, they'll go out and fix it or figure it out themselves. They just wanted to kind of have a stage to play the emotional rollout on. And once they're done, it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to go and like, I'll, I'll fix my own shit. Cause women are totally capable of doing that. You know, again, they, we, ought, we, we each embody these principles. So women are fully capable of doing a lot of things, if not everything that a man can do and vice versa. Um, we've, we've shown that throughout different roles in society. So when it comes to just communication, um, one of the biggest tips is like, don't try to fix what your partner's bringing to you unless she explicitly asks for that. Just, she just wants to be seen and heard, you know? So that's one of the biggest things I think that, that a lot of guys probably try to do because it's so natural and I get that. Um, but unless she actually asks for it, she probably just wants you to hold some space and see her and and hear her, you know, that's, that is great advice. And I, and being a consultant, I fix stuff all day long for everybody. Um, and one of the things that served me very well in my dating relationships is to ask more questions and never give advice. Um, so if somebody came to me, like 
the last girl that I was in a serious relationship with, when she would come to me, I would just ask her more questions. Well, how did that make you feel? Well, what did it look like? What did that feel like? Like, and just keep asking some of that. And you like, I found for myself, the, the biggest thing that I I started telling myself, which I don't, I don't, don't think I've ever talked to anyone about this, but it was just like, how can I be more sympathetic? What do I need to understand that situation more and never, and to exactly your advice, I would always say, do you want me to fix this? Or do you just want to talk about it? If you just want, if she said, just talk about it, then my goal, my goal switches from she needs me to fix it to just ask her questions Mm -hmm. um, and be a really good listener. And that I think it is hard for guys because we don't, what do we want to do? We want zero drama, zero, like zero craziness. And we want the problem fixed. Like that's what we do in our own lives all day long, every day. And to have, and we're like looking at them and we're like, holy crap. Do you know, um, do you know who Dr. Glover is? Uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the name sounds familiar. I haven't read the book. Yeah. Okay. So that book is, um, it's really good is it's based, it's, it's basically how to have effective communication and have healthy boundaries in a relationship. Um, if you're listening to this, you're a dude and you want help in your relationship, I would definitely recommend that book. I want to, I'll lay out what he, I was, I'm part of a mastermind where he came and talked to five of us in a room and spent the whole day with us. And one of the things he laid out, which I thought was really good, which I, I would love your thoughts on, and we can kind of open up a little, little discussion around it was that where guys want, want like the calm, peaceful water, right? Like we want it, we want easy, clear sailing. Women need the emotion, positive or negative, they need emotion in their life. And if they're not getting positive emotion, they will create negative emotion, not because they want to hurt you or they want negative emotion, just because they need something, they -hmm. need it going on. And if, if they can't get positive, you're not if you're not bringing positive emotion to the relationship, they they will push buttons, right? I've heard it described as a shit test. I've heard it described as a lot of different things, but they'll push buttons because they're just looking, the emotional response to them lets them know that you care. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're looking for. And he's like, you have to, your job in the relationship is to listen to them and to build positive emotion. And if you're not, they will find negative emotion. And if they can't get that anymore, he's like, I've seen this happen so often in relationships where the dudes just check out. They're like, screw that. I'm going to go over here. If they can't get positive emotion and if they can't get negative emotion, that's when they become disengaged. Mm-hmm. So you've, I've seen, he, he laid out some really good examples where you, you saw the couple and they would fight two or three times a week, have like knockdown, drag out, like, like, I don't want to say violent, like not violent, but like highly charged, right? Mm-hmm. Screaming, yelling, like, like rich emotional fights. And then they would be great. They'd have great makeup sex and then they'd be amazing, right? And mm-hmm. then you saw other relationships where it was all about love and warm hearted feelings and that worked. And then you saw the other ones where they checked out and he gave really good examples. I would just love your, your thoughts on that. I, this is your first time hearing it. So I don't know what you, if you have anything on it, but. Yeah, no, I guess uh, um, the thing that comes to mind through through that it, um, through talking about that is that, uh, yeah, 
with the with the feminine, um, the way that I understand it is that um, yeah, pushing those buttons or like giving you giving the masculine those tests is just. Um, and this may seem really counterintuitive to a lot of guys or annoying, <laughs> you know, even, um, that's like the beginning of like their, their love. And like, because really what they're looking for, um, is that, is that safety, right? They do want to feel you. They want to, they want to have that response from you, not necessarily a highly charged response or an emotional response from my understanding, but they want to know that you're present. They want to feel your presence and they want to feel that security. You know, they want to, they want to know that they have that, the, that container they could go to or that stage to play out on. Um, and, um, and that just makes them feel that makes them feel safe. And once they're, once they feel that from you and they're going to constantly test that because they're always going to want to feel that safety, you know, they're always going to want to feel that that creates that polarity, you know, that open, that openness from the feminine, um, where if they can feel that presence from their partner, um, then it just really allows them to, to open up and, uh, and be themselves. So like in the example of like the one that was highly emotional and very charged and all of that, uh, and they'd have great makeup sex to me that like, they have that container that allows this great emotional expression to play out. And then because of that, there's this huge polarity that is created. And then it comes together in this hot, in this passionate lovemaking, you know? Um, and then you've got the other example of like, where it's just about, it's a little bit more maybe balanced or less, maybe low key, you know, not that they don't have good lovemaking, but it's not this massive expression of, of the principles at play. And then you've got the other where it's way more neutral or checked out because it's like, cause there is no polarity. There isn't a stage. There isn't any reciprocation. There's no, there's no energetic exchange happening. Um, so the tests from the feminine that poke at the masculine and we can definitely view it as annoying, but once we understand the principles, we can start to see it as, as a different form of play. Um, and understand where it's coming from and why it's happening, uh, then I think that allows us to like have a little bit more, it, it takes the sting out of the, out of the experience, you know, it takes the annoyance out of the experience in a way, because you, you understand why it's happening. Um, that's the way I look at it. And then part of that too, like to go back to the very passionate couple, uh, and their, and their passionate lovemaking is that when these principles are understood and used. And I don't want to say like used as far as like a, like a form of manipulation, but once they're used and like, just understood, just same as the principles of mathematics and physics, once these things are understood, you can start to like implement them and like, like use them constructively. What's a real nice reciprocation for the male is that the feminine, once she has that safety and is able to express themselves and to be seen and heard and get the things that she needs from the masculine, she's going to want to give herself to you. And that's why I lead with that, you know, less conflict, more pleasure kind of a thing, because you're going to get like some lovemaking that you haven't ever had before. Once you are able to provide that type of space for the feminine to happen. And it's not this obligatory kind of sexual exchange. This is a genuine, like, you've given me what I want kind of a thing. And now I want to give you like a piece of me and it's a whole different kind of experience. Um, and so it's like this, to me, it's like a, it's a perpetuating like engine. Like once you get it going, like once you understand the principles, cause at least for me anyway, once I received that, I was like, how do I get more of that? Like, how else do I need to show up? Where else do I need to be? Like, you know, where else? Do, so I can get some more of that because that's awesome. That feels good. So it's like, to me, it's like a, it's a self-perpetuating engine once it gets going can be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I believe like, I do really believe that there's like masculine and feminine. And when you, 
when you're in that, right? Like guys are going to be 80% masculine and 20% feminine on a baseline. I know that things like things change, your environment can cause it hormones. Like I get it, but as a baseline, like women the same way, like they feel much better when they're in their feminine. Um, I've talked to my sisters, I've talked to other women that they have to be in their masculine all day at work, right? They go to a a high level office job. I deal with a lot of CEO type women that are running. One of my clients has a $3 million business. She's a woman, she runs it. She has more than 500 employees. Like she's, she's charging. And Mm -hmm. she was like, it, all I want is a guy that I can come home and like not be in that. Right. And I feel like in a relationship to your point that you just made, when in the relationship, when the dude can be the male and the woman can be the female, like something magic happens. And that's when a real relationship, like on a, on a subconscious energetic level happens when, when the guy knows that he can trust the woman and the woman knows that she can be herself and like be vulnerable and feel safe And the guy can actually like, dudes, we want to protect, like, that's part of it is we want to protect, we want to provide that space. We like, whether we know it or not, we want to do that. Mm -hmm. That's in our DNA, like core being. And when that happens, an amazing relationship is there. I feel, I don't know. I feel like society right now has done a little bit of an injustice by saying like, yes, women can be like, women are equals to us 100% we are different though. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing like that. And that's what makes relationships amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this is my, these are my thoughts. I know that everybody shares them. Um, but I, I believe that's what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. when you can give that space and you understand it, like something magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, that's a very good point for sure. And like, that's, that's absolutely right on all the, all accounts. Cause like, uh, women are highly, obviously highly capable and there's tons of women out there crushing it and doing things. Cause a lot of them are going out there and doing things at the job, like you said. And I just interviewed a, a woman not too long ago, um, who gave a fantastic example of that where she's doing all day at work. And she said the exact same thing. She just wants to come home and totally not do that. So, and the thing is, is that doing is a masculine expression. Like anytime you're doing something that's, that's masculine and being is a feminine expression. That's a totally different state, you know? Um, and so she was talking about how her husband would be like, Hey, like, how was your day at work and all that? And she was like, I don't want to fucking talk about that because I was already (laughs) at work all day. You know, she's like, I was like, so you want him to ask, like, how are you doing? Not how was your day at work? Like, what did you do at work? He wants, you want to connect with like, how are you? And she's like, yeah, exactly that. So they want to, the home is going to be the refuge. Like if you've got a partner that's going out all day and working and they're doing stuff, they want to come home and set that up, put that on the coat hanger and just like unfurl. They're done doing Now They just want to be, they just want to be, and I'm not talking about being lazy. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like, they want to have a lot of the things they just don't want to have to worry about stuff you know in the same way you know well they want to embody emotion right what are they Mm -hmm. doing all day the my client all day long she's like i'm making high power decisions and she Mm -hmm. she said i'm thinking like a dude that's Mm -hmm. that's the way she said it she's like i am like straight line like get this done get this done get this done check the boxes make sure stuff done she's like when i come home i want to not have to worry about doing anything and I want to, I want to be able to be emotional. I want to be able to like have things not make sense. 
Um, it was what she said. And it, I think it's so true. I think I can also say this from a guy's perspective, because I've dated a few women that are, that were very much in that, right? Like, and, but they wanted to be that and they didn't know how to be in a relationship anymore. Right. They had lost, like they wanted to do it, but at the same time they were like, they wanted to, to be more in their masculine. Right. Because they've, we had a big discussion about this uh, with the last girl that I dated because she was, she was kind of in that. And she was like, well, if I, if I like, if I'm going to be an integrated, what she said, if I'm going to be an integrated woman, um, I need to have both all the time. And I was like, that's like, that's unsexy. Like that's not attractive to me at all. And I, it's the same way. I don't think most women are attracted to an like ultra feminine guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because there's no, then they're expressing all the time. And then the woman has to do the, here, I'll give you a space one more time. Oh my God. Like this sucks. Um, at least that's my take on it. I don't know. We're kind of going down some rabbit holes, but they're, they're interesting. And I think they're needed more than anything today to be really honest. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm single. I've been dating now for the last like year and it's been, some of the dates are really interesting. Cause I'm just like, man, you guys like it, it's just weird to me how, how far things have changed in the last couple of years. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's true on both sides of the equation, just understanding, um, like you said, the principles, like being both at the same time, all the time, yeah, there needs to be the polarization for that attraction to happen. So one needs to be in one and then the other needs to be in the other and that can shift, you know, that's, that's not a problem, but, yeah. um, but yeah, just, um, being in both at the same time, I think is like untenuable, you know, like, uh, you just got to allow the, the, the being okay with yourself, giving yourself the permission to just relax, like to, to allow them to allow the feminine to surrender into that, to unfurl into that and to have the space to do so. So there's going to be like the, the space has to be created and the trust has to be there, um, you know, for the, uh, for the feminine to be able to do so. But yeah, well, I, I mean, think that's, yeah. I, I guess I want to clarify because I can hear some women like getting fired up and it's like, I'm not, women are 100% equal. They can mm -hmm. do everything that we can do for sure. I agree with that. I'm just saying like, in, I think Hollywood and some of the stuff in the media right now is saying like women should be more masculine. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is where like, I think they can be leaders and be feminine. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing. Um, like I have a good example of, of this as well as like how this, how this works, because that's absolutely true. Like, um, it's not to say that, um, yeah, it's not to say that women are incapable. Uh, they, they can be both just not at, at the, at the same time necessarily. So like, um, like in my partnership, uh, just to give an example of how we both embody these energies and how it can flip like in an instant and it happened without us even knowing. So I was having a conversation with a partner a handful of weeks ago, something was said to me, I got triggered. And in the moment I wanted to say something. So I just flipped, I was holding space. And then I started to allow myself to express. Thankfully in the same moment, my partner went into her masculine to hold and give me space to express myself. And then she called me back like into consciousness after I was, after I was done expressing myself and got me back into my masculine. And it wasn't until after the fact where I was like, dang, like I just went from masculine to feminine to masculine again, in the span of like 10 minutes, you know, like, and I didn't even know that it happened. So these energies will, they're in every single moment, they're going to come and go, um, you know, they're going to be, it's very fluid. So 
in this in this regard about like being able to like come home and just relax and to give the space for the feminine is is not to say that women can't go out and do the things they need to do or even do the things they need to do in the home because they can do that there it's just about you know if they're going to be doing it all day there needs to be a time because there, i feel like anyway that my my partner is going to want that to happen like to, to give that space for them to express themselves i'll put it in another example with uh, another woman that i'd interviewed with the one where she had this annual conversation with her husband right mm-hmm. as soon as i introduced the idea i was like what if your husband what would your life look like if your husband took care of that piece and like did all of that stuff knew what you wanted to have considered and took care of all of that and she like in that interview, like I could see her energy just kind of relax. And she was like, that would be awesome. And I was like, so if he were to do that again, the male part doing, if he were to do that and then come to you with that plan, would you even need to have the conversation? She's like, no, she's like, we would just check that box off. I'd sign off on it. And she'd be like, that'd be great. Cause then I could just go and be like with my family and all of that. So there was a couple of pieces of language there, the husband doing, which is the masculine piece, the conflict wouldn't even would, would have been high, totally removed because she's like, I would just sign off on it. So there's no more annual conversation. And her right. energy, when she opened up was like, I, I even asked her, I was like, Emily, I was like, if I were your husband, I'd want to know where can I get more of that? You know, like, cause it was attractive. It was like, yeah. So that's yeah. the, that's what I'm talking about with those principles. Again, it's not that Emily's not capable. She's highly able to do those things, but there's things that women do that they don't necessarily want to do. They would rather just be, you know? Well, that's, yeah. I, I was thinking that when you were talking, I was like, it's not that they can, they can do it, but do you want to? Like, mm-hmm. is that where you find yourself wanting to be? Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, this has been an awesome conversation. We have covered a whole bunch of different things. We are linking your Instagram and your YouTube underneath this. If you guys want to get more of Zach, if you want to do a podcast, all of that stuff is linked in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. Thanks so much for coming on. Anything you want to say before we check out? I uh, know. I just uh, just want to say thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening. Thanks for having me on the show, Steve. I really appreciate it, man. No problem. This was super fun. To everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Nothing has the ability to grow your business more than a powerful one-to-many sales presentation. If you're looking to scale your business, get your message out to more people, and close more sales in an easy and straightforward manner, head over to Death to badwebinars.com and grab your free course today. Thanks for tuning into the show and we'll see you next time.